there. Welcome to You're Doing Fine, Oklahoma, where we explore mysteries, hauntings, and family secrets from the great state of Oklahoma and beyond. I'm Shy. And I'm Shanna. We're wannabe mystery solvers and cousins that love to hash out our favorite whodunits during family time. Our husbands are afraid of us, as As they they should be. be. do some podcasts okay here we go so shan do you have any um any podcast news or no it's pretty quiet around the pod loft right now pretty quiet um i think we should we were discussing that we should do a a halloween special episode on halloween day Yes, we will definitely be doing that since we have done ha- holiday episodes on every holiday. Yeah. Every major holiday. Yes. Not like bring your dog to work day and shit like that. Right. That's, yeah. You know. Yeah. Whatever. So we can do that. Okay. Uh, I do want to kind of share a shout out that I received from a coworker who I admire very much. And I can't remember exactly how she found out about our podcast, if she just ran across it or if I told her. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Um, but I know that she has listened. She sent me a message the other day that just said, I'm catching up on the last few months, but congrats on 50 episodes and 20,000 downloads. That's so exciting. And so I responded back, thank you. We're pretty excited about it. And then her response to that was so precious. It said, you should be. It's a success story. Follow your interest, be consistent, and success, an audience in your case, will follow. It's not fast or glamorous. I'm sure it's a lot of hard work, but you slowly learn and get better and people share and can and it continues to grow. I think this is just the beginning for y'all. And I was like, that is so sweet. It made me puddle up when I read it. That is super sweet. Um, and then she, she said, uh, I've been binging all day to catch up and OMG, even more impressed. Your author interview and festival and live get it. <laughs> um, it was the best. It just kind of made my day when she sent that. And um, thank you, Aubrey, for, you know, the shout out. Thank you for being um, a loyal listener, a loyal, listener. A loyal 14 like, listener. <laughs> it's so sweet of her. <laughs> Um, I just really, I just really can't say enough about the people I work with and how supportive they've been for our journey through this. Mm-hmm. It nothing but support from the people I work with, and I will forever be grateful for um, my journey into the industry that we are both in. I'm grateful for that journey, even though it was a little hard Mm -hmm. meeting the people I've met and having these amazing uh, 
um, I always forget the word, like not the people that have taught me all like mentors, these amazing mentors and just, um, not only that, but the support that everyone has given me being so new. Um, I'm just, I will forever be grateful, forever be grateful for that. Yeah. And then even me branching out on this, just that, that support again, I'm thank you. You guys are amazing. And I, I don't know where I'd be without you. So that's cute. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's a little moment, a little moment. I just, I had to, I had to share just how wonderful they are. So. Good job, Anyways, Shy. good job, Shy. I love it. Yeah. Excuse me. I'm gonna wipe my tears. Just light my eyes a little. Okay. We're not crying on a Friday. No. It's fucking Friday. No. Thought the. I thought my new prescription would keep that from from happening, but here we are. Okay. Here we are. Here we are. Feel your feelings. Yeah. I'm still glad I can feel my feelings, just not as heavily. (laughs) (laughs) That's the dream. (laughs) My feelings aren't as overwhelming. They're more manageable. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let me get a drink. Compose myself. What else? Shane, what else do we have? Like, It's been pretty quiet. It really has. Pretty quiet in the dormer. It's been very quiet in the dorm. Well, we have life going on right now. That's yeah. Woo! We got all the things going on, but we're here. Yeah, we're making time to be here. To be here together. Together to Present. share. <laughs> we're gonna be here now. We are in the present moment. <laughs> anyway, so. Well, shit, let's fucking do a podcast. All right. <laughs> let's do it. No longer, can no longer put it off. Oh, I'm, I do want to say, Shy made us shirts. Shy oh, yeah. ordered us some custom, uh, you're doing fine Oklahoma shirts. And they're so fucking cute mm-hmm. that it might be our first line of merch. Yeah. So I'm going to put it up on Instagram and see how people react to it mm-hmm. and see if it needs to be our first yeah. merch option. I will tell you when one of my coworkers saw it, uh, his wife, who's also one of our loyal 13, 14 listeners. From Blackberry Ridge? From Blackberry Ridge yes. Farms. Yes. We Ms. love Marissa them. and Reed, Mr. Reed, when I showed him the t-shirt design. He was like, oh, my gosh, can you have one made for Marissa? But instead of the F word, because it does contain the F word, because that's our favorite. That's where we live. Can you do, like, just F? And I was like, oh, like EFF? <laughs> he was like, yeah, because they're tiny. They're littlest little. Yeah, they have littles. Is reading, and they don't <laughs> want her to just shout out fuck. So, understandable. But is she going to use it in the right context? That's the question. This is always the question. <laughs> And if she did, I am super impressed. Remember when it was really cute and we didn't cuss around your kids? You remember when it was really cute and you would try to make my tiny, tiny say the word fork? 
and it came out as fuck. You remember how you did that all the time at restaurants? It was awesome. And she just had the biggest smile because she loves her Shana Banna. Yeah. And she wanted to impress Shan with saying the word fuck. She's still my little ride or die homie and she sends me random shit via text message and on TikTok. Like, I love that kid. Um, my giant dog is pawing at you, <laughs> I know, and I think like an earthquake. I think you can maybe hear that. Sorry, we do have animals in the pod loft today, guys. So if you hear them, that's just a part of life. Okay, <laughs> she's excited. Okay, we let's get down to business now. Uh, I can't put it off any longer. Let's do our job. Let's here, see Shai. how well I can retell this story. It is an oldie. How it, oldie? Well, the person was born in 1905. <gasps> yes. Why are we on our old shit right now? I, don't know. I love it though. I think because because we want to be old goths. We want to. We want to be old goths. <laughs> we want right to be now. Morticia Adams and just live in a mansion <laughs> in a low cut black dress. Please, <laughs> for the love, just have you know the husbands pining over our every need, dude. Travis always says he is like Gomez Adams, and I'm starting to believe it because he's so fucking obsessed with me. It's like pathetic. <laughs> But I, at the same time, I'm like, but then why won't you make a decision about dinner? (laughs) (laughs) If you have the brain space to be obsessed with me, make a decision about dinner. Yeah. That's all I I need. But that's every adult's, like... Oh, I'll make the decision. It is what it is. But then I'm just like, I feel bad making the decision all the time. Um, I just wish when I made a decision that the people in my family would be like, yes, mom. Yeah. No one That's ever agrees. No one That's ever agrees. Just wait until yours is a teenager. And she's oh, like, I don't want that. She already tells us. Oh, she's shit. already like, I don't want to go there. Or I don't want to have that. Or can I have an adult Lunchable instead of whatever the fuck you just slaved over on the stove mm-hmm. for a minute? And I'm like... <sighs> Yes, because I'm not going to fight that fight. Eat some protein. Get some protein in your diet, for the love of God. Yep. Same. (laughs) I'm I'm like, it's to the point where go pick out what you want to eat from the grocery store. Every man for himself. Good luck. (laughs) Wow. Sorry, that derailed really fast. Well, (laughs) it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Dots derailing, too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's do this. 1905. 1905. We are going to to today discuss the giggling grandma, a.k.a. Nancy Doss. <gasps> Fuck off. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. We're going to talk about her. Is it tied to Oklahoma at yeah. all? Yeah. Yes. Seriously? Yes. Do I just not remember the story? Probably not. Okay. We'll go ahead then. <laughs> Dot's really upset that you didn't remember the story. <laughs> okay, so Miss Nanny Doss was actually born Nancy Hazel in Anniston, Alabama, um, November 4th of 1905. Okay? Okay. She was one of five children. She had three sisters and one brother. Mm-hmm. All right? At the age of seven, we're going to call her Nanny. 
Yeah, because that's what people called her, right? Yes. So at the age of seven, Nanny, during a train ride, would hit her head on a metal bar Mm. when the train stopped abruptly. Okay. Soon after this head injury, she developed severe headaches Mm -hmm. and would eventually blame that injury on... Her mental instability. She was a fucking lunatic. Uh, yeah. (laughs) But I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Some of us blame our childhood trauma. She blames a metal head injury bar. Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) This is fine. It's fine. (laughs) So the nanny and her siblings grew up in a super strict household. Like it was so strict, they weren't even allowed to go to school. Okay. They were made to work on the farm, no school, and out of fear of her, uh, of his daughters being molested, he didn't let them dress up anything, anything nice, and wouldn't let them wear makeup, mm-hmm. and also were not allowed to go to dances. Like, he was like, nope, you're not going to be, I'm not going to let you even be in any type of situation. So he didn't want them around males at all. At all. From a young age. Yes. I, you know what? I, it's extreme, but I also can't blame him. Right. Because males be doing some ratchet shit out there. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. I sort of get it. Yeah. But go on. (laughs) So, at the age of 16, though, Nanny would meet Charlie Braggs, and after four months of dating, they got permission from their parents to marry. Four months? Yes, at the age of 16. Ooh. Well, Which wasn't that was normal back then. One of the things that I'd like to mention about Nanny is she kind of from her mother um, became obsessed with romance novels. Same. Right? So loved, (laughs) loved all of the romance novels, okay? Same. So not long after she was married... She would give birth to their first of four daughters in 1923, the youngest being born in 1927. So just bam, bam, bam. Well, again. Sign of the times. That's just how it was. Right. No birth control. Nope. And unless you were really in tune with the rhythm method. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. (laughs) However... In 1927, not long after the youngest was born, the two middle daughters, names unknown, can't find them anywhere, would die suddenly of what they thought to be was food poisoning. Okay. Which I feel like probably happened a lot back then. Right. Right. This was 1927. That was probably pretty... Like, when did the pasteurization process happen? No clue. Okay. I'll Google that. Google that for me. (laughs) That wasn't even part of my... (laughs) 
deeper thinking. Okay. Soon after this happened, Charlie would take the fuck off with (gasps) their oldest daughter, Melvina, and leave the infant with Nancy, with Nanny, and his mother. Okay. Okay. So they had moved in. Once they were married, they had moved in with his mother. His mother was super controlling Mm -hmm. and um, didn't really want Nanny to have a lot of his time. Mm -hmm. Um, So he was baby boy. Yes, he was. Sure. Yes. Very much a mama's boy. Okay. Um, So, yeah. He skipped. He was like, no, I'm I'm leaving. Mm -mm." Does it say why he left? It doesn't, but it implies that he was like, oh, something's not right here. I'm leaving. But he left the infant. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, why do you leave with only, like, if you fully suspect that something's wrong there, Mm -hmm. why do you, ooh, was the infant still on the tit? Probably, yes. Ah, Yeah, because she was born in 27. The two daughters died in 27. Okay. So it... Because how do you take care of an infant without without mother's milk? Yep. Yeah. Not back then. At that point. Yeah. Which I think there are recipes for, like, formula, but nobody did that. Right. So. Yeah. Okay. It makes sense now more that she's, like, still breastfeeding. Yeah. So maybe his plan was, like, to come back after her. But he also leaves his mom Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Go on. I'm just absorbing all of this. Okay. Charlie did come back mm-hmm. a year later with his daughter and would soon divorce Nanny, but then leave both daughters with Nanny and take off with another woman. Charlie. Yes. So he <laughs> he would go on record later after all the things that we're getting ready to get into Mm -hmm. and state that he was afraid of his wife and wouldn't eat or drink anything she gave him. Which is fucking valid. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean. Mm -hmm. So Nanny being really obsessed with romance novels. I want to say she was a romantic at heart. Would, in 1929, end up writing in the Lonely Hearts column. <gasps> so it's like, back in the day, that's like the... That was a thing. Yeah. That was a dating app. Yes. That was like, hey, queen, I'm here. I'm looking for... I'm looking, queen looking for her king. Yes. What's up? Yes. Are you tall, dark, and handsome? hmm I like my man like I like my coffee. Mm-hmm. Strong and dark. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, what do you write in a Lonely Hearts column? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't ever, but what she wrote in these columns, but she had quite a few, what are they called? Suitors. suitors sure. Uh, that would respond back. So I think she was very good with. Well, and she was still young as fuck. She was only, what, 20, not even 30? Right. I mean. Yeah. So when you get married at 16. Yeah. So she was supposedly quite good looking. I don't know. The pictures that they showed later? No. (laughs) 
she ended up really liking a man from Jacksonville, Florida, because her mind, mind you, she was born in Alabama. This is where she was. Okay. Yeah. So she ended up really falling for a man from Jacksonville, Florida, by the name of Frank Harrelson. Mm-hmm. Okay. Frank would end up being her tall, dark, and handsome. Okay. Sure. Yes. So, Nanny and the two daughters soon moved to Jacksonville. But. Okay. F- what? Sorry. Yes. What happened to Charlie's mom? <laughs> Did she kill her, too? Uh, I don't think so. I'm hoping for yes, because I feel like terrible mother-in-laws get what they get. But. No. I mean, but let, let's just let's just be okay. very clear here. There are mother-in-laws involved. Okay. All right. Okay. No problem. Um my dogs. I'm so sorry. Okay. So, not long after getting married, moving to Jacksonville, Nanny would find out the hard way that Harrelson had a drinking problem and was quite abusive. Okay. Okay. This did, however, turn out to be her longest marriage of the other five we're going to talk about. Five total. This, This one was her longest. It was lasted 16 years. Oh, shit. Yeah. So it lasted a hot second. Okay. They didn't have any children together. She only had the four. And then really, she only had two survive. Correct. Okay. Yeah. By 1945, Nancy's oldest daughter, Melvina, was married and and had a child and was getting ready to give birth to her second child. Okay. okay. So Melvina had long, hard labor. And in and out of consciousness, they had used ether to help with the with surgery, the pain, the and, pain and all yeah. of that. And after the child was born, during this kind of ether haze, right? Sure. She was kind of in and out. She, at the time, was like, I either had a nightmare or, like, I hallucinated or I watched my mother, while holding my newborn, stick a hat pin in my child's head. <gasps> what, what? Like, into her skin? In the head? Like, I think in the Why? soft. Ew, eh, yep, eh, nope. That makes me want to barf. Uh-huh. Yep, me too. So that's all we're going to say. So not really knowing what's going on, she pulled her mother, uh, her her husband, and her mother-in-law to the side and was like, I either had this horrible nightmare or during my drug-induced state, like actually witnessed my mom doing this, right. like Nanny doing this. Did you guys see anything? Well, her husband had been asleep at the time. But they did see that during the day, during her labor, labor, she was playing, like fiddling with a hat pin. Okay. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. I'm I am so grossed out. Yep. Within an fuck? within an hour of the infant's birth, the baby died. Yes. The doctors and unfortunately were not able to determine a cause of death. Yes. I'm like, I've never heard this before. I have never heard this type of uh oh yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, your face right now is I, like uh, it just uh, it's yep. I mean, there's a there's a paraphilia of sticking pens or knives or like stuff like that into other people. It's a it's like a sexual turn on. Yes. But it's mostly men. Right. And I th- I think it's called pickerism. Pickerism. Pick, yeah, you can Google. I believe so. But ugh. the fact I, that she's a woman and she was doing it to a baby is. Yeah. I just think weird. That I think she was devoid of any type of emotional forming of any type of emotion, honestly. I don't think she knew how to. That gruesome, awful death of the baby, right? Mm-hmm. Well, six months later, in July, so this baby was born in a, nope, the January. January. Yeah. Melvina, the oldest daughter, and her husband would have a pretty big fight. And Melvina would decide to go spend time with her father, but wanted to drop off her oldest son, Robert, with Nanny to spend time with Nanny. Why? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Why, though? Right. Yes. Like, why? Yes. Okay. Yeah. While in Nanny's care, Robert would also mysteriously die. Um. (sighs) Yes. Did she, I wonder if she or her sister as a child experienced any weird shit, like, were they ill a lot? Did they have stomach illnesses a lot? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Or something like that. Right. And then once they get out of the house, they're like, I'm fucking cured. I don't have Crohn's disease. It's weird. Right. You know? Yeah. Like something like that? Like maybe their mom was... Uh, uh, like poisoning them over well, time? What's, what's the... Uh, Munchausen. Uh, Munchausen by proxy. Yeah. yeah. Maybe? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. Or maybe she was just a murderer. Yeah, I think she just maybe that metal bar that she did hit her head on just like completely dude. Just wait, it gets worse. Okay. So we're gonna go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm she, so fucking riled up right now. Yeah, she's quite a monster. It's insane. To everyone's account though. She was extremely upset over the loss of Robert. To the point that mm-hmm. she fainted as they lowered his coffin. 
and like screamed and wailed and played this very specific upset role of the grieving grandmother. Yeah, so that she could get attention. Yes. Yeah. Yes. However, within a few months of his passing, she would collect $500 in insurance from his death. That tracks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Totally tracks. Mm-hmm. And it was a mysterious death. They don't know how it happened. No. Don't know. So she just smothered him in his sleep, probably. We'll get, to, we'll get to all that. Oh, my God. I need information. Should oh. I give me information? <laughs> you know how I like to wait until the very end. Give me information. Okay. That same year, so this happened to little Robert in July. Mm-hmm. Remember? Of what year? 45? 45. Okay. In September of 45. So we're talking. Two months later. Two months later. Mm-hmm. Frank, the husband mm-hmm. of 16 years, would come home after a night of drinking, just sloshed out of his gourd, and would threaten to leave Nanny if she didn't have sex with him. Okay. Like, I won't be here if you don't put out. I'd be like, okay. Mm-hmm. Bye. You know. Do you want me to put yourself on the front porch you, or the back porch? Which, maybe, I can help you put it in your car. <laughs> do you want me to put it in the yard tomorrow? Like, do you need me to help you pack? <laughs> I can do it. (laughs) The next day, Harrelson would be found dead. Okay. So what had happened the next day while Nanny was out in her garden, she was very well known for her like pristine gardens. Okay. Uh She would find Frank's stash. Like his whiskey or whatever. I think it was whiskey. Stash. Okay. Like buried. So she pulled it out, poured a little bit of the whiskey, whatever, and would replace it with a little rat poison. So later on, went and put it back. So later on, when Frank went out to grab his stash Uh and down it. Uh, he would be dead within hours. So, yeah. Oh, again, <laughs> people were like, oh, well, he was a, a very, yeah, yeah, very well known alcoholic around town. More than likely, like his stomach was torn up, everything was destroyed. So, ooh, yeah. okay, yes. I mean, Okay. So, I, so they, they were like, yeah, he's just an old drunkard. Right. He died of natural causes. Yeah. Okay. Alcoholism. So by 1947, so just a couple of years later, she would again write to the Lonely Hearts column. And with this time... <laughs> Find her next, tall, dark, and handsome. Somebody needs to put a buyer beware on those fucking Lonely Arts columns, man. I'm just, I'm like, what did this? Because from all the things that I've read, she was, she had quite a few men that would write to her. And so I don't know how she picked them. Like, she thought they had money. I don't know. 
Maybe she was a looker. I mean, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, mm, yeah, we'll get to. But back in those days, also, if you were of a certain age, you needed a wife to take care of your kids, right? To take care of your home, right? To take care of all of that stuff. Yeah. So if <laughs> excuse you, yeah. So if you were a widower or whatever, I mean, yeah. It is what it is. And it's this true. is right after WW2. Yeah. Is up. Yes. Right after D Day. Yep. So, mm-hmm. you know, we got that going. Jesus. We are doing great today on the podcast. Mm-hmm. She would soon meet and marry a man by the name of Arlie Lanning. Okay. Arlie was from Lexington, North Carolina. Okay. So she's over in North Carolina now. However, like Harrelson, Lanning also had a drinking problem and was known to have a few girlfriends on the side. Well, she knew how to pick him. Yeah, I she guess. did. Yeah. So. But by this time... Nanny was really into traveling, and she liked to travel alone. Mm-hmm. And so she, that. she would marry this – she married this Arlie guy and then was like, I'm peacing out for a few months and would just travel. I respect like, that. Well, she had that $500 life insurance money to burn in a hole in her pocket. So. Right. And, like, it doesn't really say what she got from, from the husband. Frank. Yeah. So. If anything – yeah, so I'm that just, may have just been pure pleasure that she was like, ah, fuck this guy. Yeah, you know. Yes. So, the marriage was, you know, there wasn't a lot of beating, or she wasn't around a lot to be beat, or know of his infidelity, infidelities, and, and his else. drinking, all yeah. of those things, right? But by the time she decided to return home. Like, I'll just hang out here for a while. She soon became (laughs) an avid churchgoer at a Mm. local Methodist church Mm -hmm. and played up the devout Christian wife very well. It sounds like like she was a hell of an actress. Yes. So quite, I want to say just like textbook sociopath. Like very... Chameleon-like and was very good at reading people and figuring out how to be a part of a certain group, right? Sure. Yeah. So loved, very loved in this Methodist church, okay? And the days that Arlie wasn't recovering from a hangover, (laughs) he would accompany her to the church. Mm -hmm. And... It was said in some reports that a lot of the women were like, oh, poor, poor nanny. Like, she doesn't know that Arlie is a scoundrel. Yeah, this drunk that, like, has these other women and poor thing. But it's not, but it's not our place. setting back being like, I will kill this motherfucker soon. I'm just waiting for the life insurance policy to mature. Yeah, just waiting. (laughs) Yeah, they were like, it's not our place to tell her, though. She's like, bitches, it's fine. I got this. Yeah, the whole time, like, already (laughs) calculating and getting her plan finalized, right? She had so many people just completely snowed. Snowed. Yeah. 
yeah, she was just seen as this wonderful. Yeah. By February of 1950, uh-huh. Arlie was dead. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, who, duh, who didn't see that coming? Yeah. Again, they were like, well, we don't really, we're not really sure, but we think it's from all of his years of drinking. But it was rat poison. And, <laughs> yeah, because right before his death, he had flu-like symptoms. Uh-huh. Severe stomach pains, throwing up, all the things. Yep. Well, I want to, so there was a book written about this woman, right? Mm-hmm. And there's this little excerpt that just, <sighs> sign of the time, the way this was written in the sign of the times, but also this woman knew that she had everyone played, okay? So at the funeral, she was heard saying, and I quote, he just sat down one morning to drink a cup of coffee and eat a bowl of prunes I especially prepared for him. Up till then, well, let me tell you, he looked in fine shape. Then, well, two days later, dead. I nursed him. Believe me, I nursed him, but I failed. Poor, poor Arlie. You know what he said to me right before he breathed his last? Nanny, he said, Nanny, it must have been the coffee. Uh, yeah, with a fucking side of rat poison, mm-hmm. bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I read that and I was like, oh, yeah. What the f- fuck, yeah. man? She, How much did she collect off his death? Do we know? Nope. Oh. Still does not say. Yeah. Just eight weeks after Arlie passed, in April, mm-hmm. the home that they owned mm-hmm. burned to the ground. Yeah. Okay. Nanny wasn't home at the time. She had taken her television to get repaired. One other thing I would like to point out about Nanny is once the televisions became a popular household item, uh-huh. right? It kind of was her romance novels, while still very important to her, uh, the television had taken its place. And she was very much Because glued. she loves the drama. Yeah. Her favorite shows were her romance shows yeah. and her stand-up comedians. So, she had her television in the back of her car... To get it worked on. Her beloved television while the house burned down. Yes. Well, at least she saved the important things. It's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> However, according to reports, had the home survived, it was going to go to Arlie's sister. <gasps> so, so did she burn it down out of spite or did she get an insurance payment off of it? Probably both. Cool. Because... <laughs> one, it burned down, and two, she got some money from him. What that, What a best-case scenario. I know. If you can be spiteful and get paid. Hello. Right? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and yet, no one. <laughs> Everybody was like, this is, this is fine. fine. This is, it. you know. Homes burn down all the time. This happens all the time. <laughs> hmm. So, after the fire... And her home was gone. 
She would move in with her mother-in-law, with Arlie's mom, for a short while. Once she received the the insurance money, she would leave. She would move out shortly, but not before Arlie's mom passed away in her sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because she smothered her with a pillow. Well, you got to get to that. Um, (laughs) Anyone this woman came in contact with is dying. 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 Children, elderly people, husbands. Husbands. Hide your kids. Hide your wives. This shit is... She's... Yes. And every time it was completely unexplained, yet Nanny was the doubt, you know, the the doting daughter-in-law. Nanny was the doting wife. And then the devastated devastated. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Shit. I'm I'm just reading all this and I'm like, I'm sorry, but if I'm Arlie's sister. Mm-hmm. And my drunk brother dies, and I'm kind of like, uh, okay, I, I'll, I'll buy that his liver just gave out at some point, right? I'll buy it. Yeah. Or he got allegedly the flu. And then my mom dies after this chick moves in with her. I'm like, mm-hmm. but Nana was in good health, you know? Yeah. Nana was in good health. Why did Nana just die in her sleep? Nana dies in her sleep. Nanny decides to leave town. Yeah, she just goes to a different place every time. Correct. This time. Fucking Oklahoma, right? Nope, not yet. Oh, God damn it. (laughs) This time, it took her to the home of her sister. Man. Yes. Her little sister, Dovey. Okay. Dovey had been ill for some time and was bedridden. Uh-huh. But by June of 1950, Dovey, like some others, would die in her sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Because right. that's what she's good at. Yes. She found her niche. Mm-hmm. She's excelling at it. Yep. She's truly living the American dream. Yep. She really is. And she's also preying on people that it could have been a natural thing for them to die in their sleep. Yeah. And somehow she's benefiting off of it. Yes. In some way. Yes. Yep. Gotta be. Right. During this time, though, and she's still hoping to find her Prince Charming. Okay. She's still loving these romance novels. She's still She's loving just these. She's a romantic at heart. She really Chai. is. You know? I don't know why you're downing her so hard because she is she, a romantic. She loves love, <laughs> Shan. She just wants the perfect mate. She wants her soulmate, you know? Bro. By this time, by 1950, she would join a dating service called Diamond Circle Club. Okay. Okay. At the Diamond Circle Club, 
she would meet Richard Morton, Morton of Jamestown, North Carolina. Oh, so she stayed in North Carolina? Mm-hmm. That's probably a mistake, but yeah. that's okay. While Richard was not an alcoholic like the others, he very much enjoyed the bed of multiple women. Well, yeah. I mean. Yeah. (laughs) He, (laughs) she didn't know about this for a hot second. Nanny didn't. Okay. She was too busy with her mother at this time because her mother had fallen and required like 24-hour care. Her father had died previously. Her mother needed help. So they moved her mother in with them. Okay. Okay. And at the so what year did you say it is? So it she moved the mother moved in in 1952. So at this point Nanny Doss is only f- in her early 50s. She's not even 50 yet. She was born in 1905. Oh, she's in her late 40s. Late 40s. Yes. And she's already been through three husbands. Three husbands. Two of which have passed. Two of which have passed. This is two kids, one grandkid, two two grandkids, a mother in law. A mother in law. Yes. Who else? That's it. And a sister. And a sister. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. So we're just lining them up. Shit. Mm-hmm. Within a couple of days, days of her of, mother moving in. of her mother moving in, she would become ill with severe stomach pains and later die. I don't want to spoiler it, but like who didn't see that coming? Yeah. Apparently everyone. <laughs> All of these people are like, it's fine. It's, yeah. She broke her hip. It was the end of her life anyway. Uh-huh. Fuck it. With a stomach issue. <laughs> what? Not a not a blood clot or anything. It was a stomach. Yeah. She had those stomach pains and died. And all the while, she's still married to What's-His-Biscuit. Yeah. Richard New is- New guy. Mm-hmm. Richard Morton. Okay. Still there. Still sharing beds with other women. Okay. Okay. Now, with her sister and her mom out of the way, uh-huh. right? They're both deceased. Nanny finally kind of caught wind of the husband's infidelity. And with a, a few months, uh, Richard would be dead as well. well Suffering yeah. from similar cyst, uh, like cyst, mm-hmm, symptoms. symptoms. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. I know how to talk. Okay. So, again, stomach pains, dead. Stomach pains, dead. Mm-hmm. Not one, still, no one is asking questions. And I put on here, I was like, was it a sign of the times type of situation? Like, all of these people, all of these people. I think it was pretty much, I think it was the combination I want to say it's probably the combination of her not being an innately suspicious person because she's doing all this in different places, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not like they're like, 
she's lived here her whole life. And so far, seven people that have lived with her have died. Yeah. It's not like that. Right. Because every time she's going to a new place, she's reinventing herself. Right? Yeah. So she's gone to this new place. And even though her mom is living with her and her husband, well, her mom had a fall. Mm-hmm. And... Potentially could have died of complications from that. Right. 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 And like, if you think of how it was, this is still very much in the early times of inoculations. Mm-hmm. In the early times, I mean, people were still, it was the early 50s. People are still just dying because, you know, right. there was still, even though it's post World War II, still a short life expectancy. And the husband dies. I mean, he was a philanderer. Maybe he was into more than that. Like, I think it's just so easy to push it off into, yeah, people die from the flu. Right. Uh, People die from alcoholism. Right. Very easily. You know, people die from a fucking bad allergy attack. You know, things like that. Where it's like, eh, if it, if she's not holding a bloody knife, right? What's there to be suspicious about? Yeah. And she's seemingly grief-stricken. Yes, she's yeah. playing the grief-stricken daughter. She's playing the grief-stricken widow. And nobody's they don't have the internet to be like this bitch has been married five fucking times and all of them are dead. Right? right? Like no one's. No one's fact-checking any of this. Mm-hmm. They're like, she has nice gardens. Um, Her husband died, and that's sad. Within yeah. a couple months of her mom dying, that's really yeah, sad. That's really sad. Like, all these people, the poor thing. Yeah. She's been through so much. Yeah, and if she's not holding a bloody knife, what's there to be suspicious about? Right. Because she, at the end of the day, she's a woman. Right. And a respectable enough woman that she goes to church and does this and that. and Yeah. As far as they know, two people in her family died in a short time span, and that's really sad. Yes, exactly. So we'll pray for you. Yeah. Our thoughts and prayers. I'll bring a casserole next week. Yep. You know? The little food train thing. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. did that. <laughs> yeah. Well, by 1953, <sighs> so just a few months later, Nanny was looking for love yet again. God bless. Right. I think I'd just give up, honestly. <laughs> she, I'm telling you, she was a romantic at her core. Mm. She just wanted love. Mm. She wanted a Prince Charming. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, by June of 1953, Nanny would meet and marry Samuel Doss of Tulsa, Oklahoma. So here's our Oklahoma connection. Sam. Sammy. Sam. Sam. So, of course, she moved to Tulsa. Yeah. Yep. Because she doesn't have any baggage now. Nope. She doesn't have to deal with her fucking mom. She doesn't have a sister. She doesn't have to deal with any of that. Nope. Her daughter's probably like, you killed my kids. Please get the fuck away from me. Her daughters are probably with their father like, you were Holy right. fuck. Yeah. Turns out you were right. Yeah, yeah. So, Doss was not only working for the, the St- Department of Oklahoma, like some type of highway maintenance or something, mm-hmm. but he was also a Nazarene minister. Okay. Okay. And because of this, 
He did not allow her to read her romance novels. Oof. Yeah. He thought television was to be used for the learning purposes only. What kind of learning purposes existed in 1953? I have no idea. I don't know. Because I thought it was all entertainment back then. It's like this new thing that we can entertain you with. I Yeah. Anyway. I, so, listen, I already hate this guy. <laughs> so any comedies or any romantic shows were not allowed. Ooh. Right. I, I Like, I hate her, but I also don't like him right. at all. So super straight-laced, penny pincher, like very strict um, Christian dude. Ugh, I don't like any of this. So, Nanny, which, not like her, she just was like, I'm out. I'm going back to Alabama. <laughs> yes. <laughs> unlike, I unlike, you know, let me just put some I, arsenic in your prunes. I'm on that journey with her. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, this is not what I thought. This, this is not what I signed up for. Yeah. May... <laughs> They were probably they probably married really fast. We've all dated those guys that you're like, oh, this isn't it. No, <laughs> I'm not gonna give it a chance. Sorry. I'm not giving love a chance. Yeah, Bye. you're trying to tell me to do what now? Yeah, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, Samuel needed her back. Like he wanted her back. Why? I girl, I he just thought she was just a wonderful woman. That and sh- she was a widow, and he just needed to take care of her. Bro, none of these bros can read any of the red flags. No, none <laughs> at all. He just knew that she was a widow and that she- he needed to take care of her, you know? Uh huh. Then let her like read a book. Yeah. Let, like, let her read a book. Right. Well, to get her back. He agreed to let her have access to the bank account because remember back then. <laughs> I always forget that men didn't allow women to have access to the bank accounts, and you actually had to have your husband's permission to. to I do always anything. forget that too. And then when that when this shit rears its ugly head, I'm like, oh fuck, that was a thing that yeah. used to happen. Yeah, yeah. I always forget about that. When we women weren't allowed to actually uh, be adults. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. People were dipshits. Mm-hmm. And would let her go shopping to have the lifestyle that she was more accustomed to. Yes. <sighs> Not only that, Shan, he took out two life insurance policies. On her? On himself. Two life insurance policies. So she got him to pay for the life insurance. Uh-huh. On himself. Uh-huh. Oh. Yes. I feel bad for him now. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean. This is not. I mean, history tells me that this is not going to end well. <laughs> it's really not. Okay. So. Right. Well. After dinner, one September evening after she came back, Samuel decided to have some of Nanny's homemade prune cake for dessert. Bro, it's the prunes. Girl. Uh. 
soon develop those severe stomach pains and would be bedridden for six days, okay? Eventually, a doctor would be like, no, you need to go to the hospital and would end up being in the hospital for 23 days, okay? He was diagnosed with a severe infection of the digestive tract. Okay? Okay. Well, after being released from the hospital and going home, back home to Nanny, Nanny let him have one full day of, of just chilling. Of chilling. And then the next day, she decided to prepare Samuel a welcome home dinner. Okay. With prunes. Mm-hmm. By midnight, Samuel oh, was dead. Duh. Mm-hmm. Hashtag no shit. Yes. So the doctor, unable to believe that this man who he had just released was dead, ordered an autopsy for Samuel. As you should. It was... <laughs> It was found that he had ingested enough arsenic to kill 20 men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because she soaks her prunes in rat poison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So, investigators in Tulsa would question, like, they brought her in and was like, Nanny, what, what's hap- Why did you? Why did you do this? They would question her for hours. The whole time, she would giggle and just say, you, you're, you don't know what you're talking about. However, the whole time, she had a romance magazine, or they called it a romance publication, in front of her that she would not take her eyes off of to, you know. Uh, like interact with them. Interact with them. So the like hours, Shan, they said for hours, they tried to question her. She would every time, like I said, giggle. They had finally had enough and they brought in special agent Ray Page to help. Uh-huh. Okay. So he tried a little different tactic. He sat down next to Nanny. I was like, Nanny, man, I don't know about you, but we're worn out. We've been at this for hours. And he grabs her magazine. Yeah. And takes it away. Take away the fucking magazine. Takes away the magazine. He then told her that he had made some calls and that Samuel was the fourth husband to die of the same type of symptoms and that others around her had died in similar ways as well. Well, at least somebody uh, did some investigating. I know. Precious Ray Page. Man. So no longer having that, you know, magazine in front of her, that distraction, her giggly, like, persona, this gentle grandmotherly type persona was a gone 
And she finally was like, okay, I will tell you if you give me, I'll tell you what I did to Samuel if you'll give me my romance magazine back. (laughs) Jesus. Wow. She just wanted a romance magazine. She did. He then came back with, I won't let you have this back until you tell me about everyone. Giggling, she then says, then you'll let me have my magazine back, right? And he was like, yes. At this point, the giggly persona was back. And she admitted to all the things. So how did she kill them? Tell me how she killed them. Because I want to know. We know rat poison on at least one or two, but. Right. Sorry. What about the kid? She, she would never state how she killed the, like the newborn. Uh Uh-huh. Never stated that. Would never say how she did that. But. Poison happened. Probably. Anyway, so while she was doing, this confession was hours, like days, long, long confessions, right? There's 15 people here. Yeah. Okay. That's probably 10. The better better part of 10. They had sent agents out while she was doing this confession to North Carolina, to Alabama, and to Kansas to take part in the exhumation of these other bodies. Right. Okay. All of the husbands and her mother had died of arsenic poison. Okay. Her grandson, sister, and mother-in-law all showed signs of asphyxiation. Yeah. So she, she smothered, smothered them, them with their pillow. Yeah. Yes. Which makes sense because you wouldn't see anything. If you're not looking for it, you would not see anything except maybe some petechial hemorrhaging in the eyes. Right. And was that a thing back in 1920 or 1950s, 40s? It would happen if like a undertaker looked in their eyes or something like but that. Was but it like a known thing that, oh, this is because of a – like when did that all come uh, about, you know? I mean, well – you would know if you knew what you were looking for, and right. I would think that someone, right? But n- if they were actually looking, would do that. But if they never looked, mm-hmm. which yeah, that's the thing, and that's why I'm saying, like, if an undertaker happened to open up their eyes or something and sees hemorrhaging in their those small vessels in the eye, then maybe. But yeah, but back I mean, then when it was like, oh, this person's ill, they're they yeah, they died or in a safe small moment. child. Yeah, I mean, I for one can't get past the child, the grandson, because you know they said that the the two girls that were her daughters died when they were younger because of like food poisoning. So mm-hmm. surely there was some sort of outward. I mean, there was vomit or something, you know, or maybe she just made that shit up. Who knows? Yeah. But this kid, kids don't don't just die in their sleep. No. Mm-mm. especially past the age of, like, a Sid's age. Right. You know, they don't just die in their sleep. Right. So I'm like, how did no one look into that one at yeah. least? Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't make sense to right. me. But. Well, so Charlie Bragg, the first husband, the, uh-huh. they had the four children together. He requested that their two daughters' bodies be exhumed and mm-hmm. tested as well. But... The government 
being like, oh, we've got enough to prosecute her with these other five million people denied that request. So they didn't even charge her for those deaths? No. But more than likely, it was arsenic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Surely. Yeah. Well, before any trial, right, they're going to test her for mental stability. Right. And apparently they had a slew of psychiatrists come in to talk to this woman because they were probably like, you guys, you got to see this lady. Like, she's fucking nuts. And they were like, yes, please, let me talk to her. Man, this is in the early 50s? Yeah. 1954 is when all this went down. And they were like, oh, yeah, she's crazy. She's very crazy. She sounds very childlike. Yes. That's why I'm thinking, like, that head injury, she never developed that. That frontal cortex. frontal lobe situation. Yeah. And it was almost like a curiosity thing, like, especially with a hat pin. Like, what will happen? You know, because some kids, like, when they see... A dead animal. Yeah. On they the, poke it with a stick. They poke it. Yeah. Right? And so I'm like, that is almost sounding that. Well, she just seems very, like, childlike in the, that she's so hyper fixated on, like, the television and the romance mm-hmm. novel novels and magazines and stuff mm-hmm. like that, that she didn't even take the interrogation seriously right. until they removed that point of her infatuation and then she was like well i'll tell you what happened but you have to give me my toy back basically you know yeah and i'm like that just seems very childlike like she didn't have the mental capacity of an adult Mm -mm. yeah i don't i don't think she did so yeah well so found her completely insane but there was still a trial date set yeah, they can still try you. Yes. I mean. Yes. They can try. Yeah. However, before a trial could begin, Nanny was like, oh, forget, I don't want to have to go through all this rigmarole. I don't want to have to deal with all this. Yes, I did it. I'm pleading guilty. And in May of 1955 was sentenced to life in prison in the Oklahoma State Pen. I'm not even going to try and say that word because it'll come out wrong. Penitentiary. Penitentiary. There you go. You did it. Good job. (sighs) (laughs) Performance anxiety be damned. (laughs) Um, So she was sentenced to life. So did she die at OSP? Yes, she did. She died of leukemia at OSP June 2nd of 1965. She didn't last very long. Mm-mm. Okay. Ten years. Okay. Ten years in the pen. I'm not sad about it. No. Good riddance. Um, but what killed me is that there's a book, and I'm trying to find the name of the book. Excuse me. Excuse me. Hold, please. Hold, please. I have it right here. Didn't they call her, like, the Lonely Hearts killer or something like that? Mm-hmm. Two? Na- okay. The name of the book by Joseph Geringer was Nanny Doss. Lonely Hearts Lady loved her men to death. But she also killed other people. Like, husbands were just a very small part of the people that she killed. She killed family members. Yeah. Which yeah. is crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. There's And in this book, they talk about how there were years, uh, years between marriages, where they 
cannot account for her what, whereabouts what she did yeah where she was yeah. like are there other victims i'm sure there are that i'm sure she was probably one of those boarding house tenants that would like kill a couple people in the boarding house and then move on oh sure you know yeah take her steamer trunk and move out yeah <laughs> i crazy. didn't realize she uh was tried and convicted in oklahoma sure was i didn't realize that yeah the the Oklahoma doctor was like, uh, no. No. Well, <laughs> this and that, is not right. That doctor probably knew him or something and was like, mm, he's healthy as a horse or whatever. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting. So, it was a really good one. Um, yeah, we'll post pictures because she very much looked like a, um, just your precious little average grandma, little grandma. And, but yikes. Mm -hmm. That was a good one. Shy. That is the story of the giggling grandma, Miss Nancy Doss. Lonely hearts. Killer. That was a good one. Good job, I read that and I was like, this lady. I mean. This fucking lady. This lady. (laughs) In her mind, she probably thought she was doing the Lord's work. You know? No, she she was like, I don't want to be separated from my romance novels. How dare you? Because she was a child. She was basically a child. Yeah. Wow. That's fucking crazy, dude. But yeah. That all came to a head in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Man, they got her. Her, And the killings spanned like 20 years. Yeah. So. Yeah. More than that. 27 to 53? Mm Mm-hmm. 26 years? Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Wow. Yeah. Span of crimes, 1927 to 1954. Yikes. 11 victims total. Yikes. Yeah. That's crazy. But she is buried at Oak Hill Memorial Park. Here in... I think that's in Tulsa, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. Is that the one there? That's where they might they might put people there that don't have any... Like, the bodies aren't claimed. Oh. Okay. You know? Yeah, I don't know. Don't have family just, to bury them. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's fine. I don't know either. I'm just shooting off my mouth. Yeah. As usual. But um, (laughs) just, you know, be nice to people. Uh, (laughs) Stay awake out there. Yeah. Like, don't really want to trust some people. Uh, I don't trust anybody. True. As a practice. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho. Good job, Shai. Thanks, Shan. If you've enjoyed this episode or you're just really optimistic that we'll only get better from here, like, subscribe, follow You're Doing Fine Oklahoma on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at You're Doing Fine OK Pod. That's you are underscore doing underscore fine underscore OK underscore pod. pod.